You're listening to an event from the U.S. Institute of Peace, part of the USIP Podcast Network. For more information about our work around the world, visit usip.org and check us out on social media. Welcome to this year's Women Building Peace Awards ceremony, celebrating the work of women peace builders around the world. My name is Lise Grande, and I'm the president of the United States Institute of Peace. Each year, USIP reaches out to organizations and people across the globe to identify and honor exceptional women who have dedicated their lives to peace. In doing this, we are fulfilling the mandate given to us by Congress when we were established in 1984 as an independent, nonpartisan national institute dedicated to preventing and ending violent conflict abroad. We're honored today to present this year's nine finalists and to announce the 2021 winner. This year's ceremony comes just weeks after the end of U.S. military engagement in Afghanistan. To mark this historic juncture, we'll be taking a few moments to pay tribute to the extraordinary women of Afghanistan who are continuing to fight to bring peace to their country. I'm delighted to introduce Ambassador Kamisa Kamara, our Mistress of Ceremony. Kamisa is a world-renowned woman leader and peace advocate. She has served as the Foreign Minister of Mali and the Chief of Staff to the President of the Republic of Mali. We are privileged that Kamisa is at USIP this year as one of our most distinguished experts and advisors. The nine finalists for this year's award have been selected from more than 30 countries across Africa, Asia, and Latin America. The work they do every day in their countries spans across all the domains of peace building from training women to be peace mediators and negotiators, to standing up for families whose loved ones have been kidnapped by fighters, to giving a voice to the many people recovering from the violence of conflict, including sexual violence. Our finalists include women who are dismantling the illegal and criminal networks that imperil communities during war, and who are helping to rebuild lives and communities devastated by conflict by creating jobs and advancing democratic values. Every one of our finalists is a heroine, and every one of them and countless other women around the world who fight for peace deserve our deepest admiration and respect. Each year, the finalists for this award are chosen by a council of experts and leaders. It is my pleasure to present the three chairs of this council to you. Nancy Lindborg, who joins us today from California, is the creator of the award, former president of USIP, and honorary chair of the Women Building Peace Council. Megan Bayer and Marcia Myers Carlucci are both remarkable women leaders and the council's co-chairs. When I was president of USIP, we created this award in recognition that in country after country, Women are the unseen, unheralded, essential peace builders. And often at great personal risk, they work to prevent conflict, to end conflict, and to recover from conflict. So this award is an important opportunity to elevate, to honor, and to celebrate these extraordinary women. These are some of the strongest and most courageous women you will ever meet. We are humbled by what they do in a single day under the most difficult conditions. 
we stand in awe of their bravery and determination. When the council selected the finalists and winner, we were looking for four key things. The nominee's commitment to peace, example of exceptional leadership, how the nominee put a plan into action, and the impact of their work. It's been a wonderful experience for the council. We're so proud of all nine finalists. It is now my honor to present each of our finalists. Our first four finalists are all specialists in mediation and community dialogue. This form of peace building is some of the hardest work anybody does, but it's also some of the most impactful. Tabassum Adnan is from Pakistan. हमारे मौसरे में सबसे पहले मैंने पीस बिल्डिंग का काम जिरगे से शुरू किया। जिरगा एक ऐसी चीज है कि जिसमें आप कॉन्फ्लिक्ट रेजोल्यूशन की कोशिश करते हैं। जिरगों में औरतों के साथ काफी नाइंसाफियां होती रही हैं और वो इस वजह से होती रही हैं कि वहाँ पर औरतों की आवाज़ किसी ने आज तक सुनी नहीं है। Esther Omam comes from Cameroon. The devastating consequences of violence and conflict inspired me to become a peace builder. My passion is to see just and peaceful communities. The main themes and areas I tackle are mediation, advocacy, capacity strengthening, education, awareness creation. They empower the women, they give them loans with little or no interest rate, and today we have grown. I keep striving to transform conflicts plaguing our communities from grassroots, national to international level. We have returnees, people regaining trust. Women are being recognized for their peace building and mediation role within the communities. If women like myself were not doing the work which we're doing, the devastating effects would be enormous. It would be total chaos. In Colombia, we meet Teresita Gaviria. Miren, el desaparecido, eh. En 2009, acaba de llegar del ejército, era un soldado profesional. Nosotras hemos, hemos sido mujeres transformadoras de dolores por esperanzas y por la reconciliación como aporte fundamental a la paz. Yo decidí emprender este camino por la desaparición de mi hijo Cristian Camilo, Quiroz Gaviria. No, me, no he tenido ni siquiera deseos hasta no saber la verdad. Hasta que no venga el último desaparecido en el país, yo no nos quitaremos del atrio de la iglesia de Nuestra Señora de la Candelaria. Allí seguiremos gritando, los queremos vivos, libres y en paz. Nos tuvimos que armar de valor para poder reclamar lo que nos habían quitado. Y porque es que cuando uno pierde tanta familia, desaparición o asesinatos, uno dice, vamos a dejar las cosas, estamos apoyando una impunidad. 
y la impunidad nos había matado a todos. To Kenya, where Jane Waitutu lives and works. I have been a victim of violence for two consecutive elections, and that made me think deeply on what we can do to have peaceful coexistence. So the main things that I tackle in my peace building work is basically peaceful coexistence and social cohesion and gender-based violence using women and youth as the agent of peace. We have been able to create gender desks in the police stations. We have had dialogues with the cultural custodians and we have peace committees and peace networks that meet monthly. Kenya is a diverse country with so many cultures and Jane's work brings cohesion to the country. There is no peace without women because power, gender and peace, they are very intimately connected. The women of Afghanistan are some of the bravest, most determined peace builders in the world. As part of today's ceremony, we are honored to pay special tribute to everything they have done through decades of war to reconcile communities, expand rights, and celebrate peace. It is now more important than ever before to continue to support the women of Afghanistan. I'm very pleased to introduce Nilafar Hadayat, who will present this special segment. Hi, it's a pleasure to be with you. For generations, Afghan women have struggled for peace and progress in their country. They faced extreme risks. As an Afghan woman myself, I've heard countless stories from my mother and her generation about the struggles that women face from time to time, from era to era. And they face them in this new era today. Afghan women are committed to building a new country where women can study, they can work in hospitals, they can be engineers, where they have the right, the very basic right that we all have to live their lives free of fear. Afghan women are demanding that their rights and their achievements be respected and be protected. And Afghan women have played a major role in building peace like women elders who help resolve familial and tribal conflicts, like the countless women who work to end the drivers of conflict, like the women negotiators who stood face to face with the Taliban, who have engaged with the Taliban in the Doha peace talks. Their courage as peace builders is an inspiration, certainly to me, but it should be one to all of us everywhere. The women of Afghanistan are some of the bravest, strongest, most resilient and admirable women in the world. And certainly, whenever I've had the pleasure of going to my birthland, I can say I've met and seen nothing but that. Now, here today, we celebrate and honour and stand in solidarity with them. Thank you. Our next five women finalists have been at the forefront of efforts to stop violence, protect livelihoods, and prevent environmental conflicts and defend human rights. They have made a huge difference in their communities. 
Rani Yanyan is from Bangladesh. I've come to learn about the true sense of resilience from rural indigenous women. They have taught me the resilience to adapt, the resilience to stand up against any odds, to have a hope for a better future. I work on reforming institutions in order to build just and gender inclusive institutions, building the capacities of emerging indigenous women. The appointment of Indigenous Women Chiefs in our traditional institutions is empowering other Indigenous women in the villages. Since I have the means and the capacity to amplify the voices that are being left unheard, I think I need to act on it. I am simply fulfilling my responsibilities as a citizen and as a member of my Indigenous communities. Waldis Trudis Hurtado is in Colombia. Me ha inspirado convertirme en una consultora de paz el profundo convencimiento que tengo entre mi ser y hacer. Es el que me ha permitido trabajar de manera cotidiana con todas las mujeres para que la paz sea un valor sustancial en nuestras vidas. Los principales temas en mi trabajo, fundamentalmente con el liderazgo y el empoderamiento de las mujeres en todos nuestros derechos, porque hoy tenemos testimonio de más mujeres que son resilientes y tomando decisiones, más mujeres que estamos acelerando, más mujeres que están accediendo a educación. El trabajo de Gualdistruy ha impactado en mi vida positivamente porque me ha permitido participar en la construcción de la política pública de igualdad de oportunidades para las mujeres eh, a nivel local y nacional. We filmed Nyanchang Kwatai in Belgium about her work in South Sudan. My mom and my grandmother have never gone to school. They have been robbed out of their basic human rights because of their gender. I'm born in a country that believes that women are less valuable to the society. My peace building work revolves around policy implementation advocacy, awareness raising, and having everyone to be part of the big picture. The community now understands, especially the women and girls, that they have rights and they have to stand and do something. Also survivors of sexual gender-based violence got a safe space where they can come out and talk about these stories at the traditional courts because we have women there. I have seen how war can be destructive for generations, and I wouldn't want my kids to have the same fate that my parents and I have been through. Tatiana Mukaniere comes from the Democratic Republic of Congo. Tout le jour, moi, je me dis que la femme c'est la paix, parce que la femme est le symbole de, de force et de courage. En tant que survivants de violences sexuelles, nous ne sommes pas différents des autres personnes. Nous pouvons changer le monde malgré tout ce que nous avons pu vivre comme atrocité. Mon travail quotidien dans la consolidation de la paix, c'est amener la survivante d'abord à s'accepter. Parce que quand elle ne sait pas être elle-même, elle ne saura pas créer la paix autour d'elle-même. En tant que parent, 
après avoir vécu le violence sexuelle, aucun parent ne peut, être, ne peut vouloir que cela arrive à son enfant, à, à quelqu'un d'autre en fait. Je me suis dit que c'était important de porter ces fardeaux pour que je puisse épargner au moins les générations futures. In Kenya, we see Josephine Ekubo. I grew up in pastoralist communities. Pastoralist communities are people in northern Kenya living and keeping livestock. There is the culture of uh, raiding from each other, killing each other. In a short period, the land died, the love died, everything that very valuable died. My work is facilitating dialogues uh, between warring communities. I spearheaded the initiative that if it's the land that we are fighting for, if the resources we are fighting for, why don't we share it equally? Why cause pain to each other and at the end of the day nobody uses the third land, nobody uses the pasture because we are killing each other. So the conservancy became a uniting factor. What we have been fighting for is now bringing peace to us. Now we are celebrating 11 years of peace. We need to have peace with nature for us to be able to live peacefully, to benefit from it. It is a great and distinct privilege for the United States Institute of Peace to welcome U.S. Navy Admiral Michelle Howard to present the 2021 Women Building Peace Award. Admiral Howard's standing, service, and record are one of the most impressive in the United States. Admiral Howard is the first woman in the history of our country to reach the rank of four-star admiral in the U.S. Navy. She is the first African-American woman to reach the rank of three-star and the only woman four-star from the Navy. Admiral Howard is a symbol of women's achievement. She is a mentor to generations of women leaders and a great champion of peace. As a woman who's achieved many firsts in her career, I know how hard it is to break ceilings and to walk new ground. That's why without hesitation, I can say each of these nine finalists is exceptional. I'm very honored to announce this year's recipient of the Woman Building Peace Award, Josephine Akiro. Josephine Akiro is the peace coordinator in the Northern Rangelands Trust in Kenya. She's a true advocate for peace. She brings communities together to protect wildlife, to stop poaching. She trains new leaders in the area of peacekeeping. And Josephine is moving her country and her people forward in conservation and peace building. Josephine, we honor and salute you. We earlier recorded Josephine at her home country in Kenya. I'm very excited. Um, about this award uh, and uh, I want to thank uh, first and uh, foremost uh, USIP for giving me this kind of recognition. It's something big to me because I never knew one day my story would be told. I never knew that one day I would be recognized because all I was doing because of the future generation because I want my people to live peacefully, sharing good stories than causing pain to each other. And uh, by this recognition, it will inspire many people to do what is right. 
I know in this world, nobody is born empty. What people need is opportunity, is the mentorship. There are many women there they are capable of doing, but those opportunities, the guidance wasn't there. So this award, I know, it will inspire many women in pastoralist communities. It will also make the men in my society recognize women and to give women chances to be in the decision making. I never knew one day this will happen. So it's a great thing in my life and it will impact Northern Kenya women. It will motivate them, I know, and it belongs to them. I want to thank USIP for recognizing women across the globe for the good job that they are doing. What the world needs is people being given chance or opportunities to be able to do what is right. I thank you so much uh, for everything and may God bless you so much. We're thrilled to congratulate Josephine and we applaud all of our finalists for everything they do every day to prevent conflict, mitigate violence and end wars. We want to thank everyone for joining us today and we look forward to seeing you next year when we honor the 2022 Women Building Peace finalists and recipients. Thank you for listening to this event. If you'd like to listen to more events or explore our other podcasts, visit usip.org forward slash podcasts.